Grundle. You should sometimes look in the mirror. You would find many answers there. I caught wind there was like a little surprise party going on here. Zana, I'm so glad that you came to your surprise party. What? Even at floor 15, the, the death toll seems to be going up in a increasing and concerning amount. There's been a really big spike of deaths in the 10th floor, too. It's not just the 15th floor. If that's the case, I think the strike squad needs to focus on dealing with whatever's going on in the city. Meanwhile, one of our side teams goes out to try and find these people. The town of Yenemut no longer exists. Oh, is this a problem? Won't they just respawn at this point? Interestingly enough, no! And welcome back to the Odd Campaign. This is Season 4, Episode 17. I am Quentin, your GM here, and I am joined by a surprisingly full table of players. That is a lie. There is not a full table. I it said is... a surprisingly full table. You're right. There is Odette. There is Indiana. There is Snow, this leader person, Snow, and that person over there, the other uh, lady. My name is Zana. It's Zana. Oh, that's right. We work together. Do we? I think I just met you, like, uh, yesterday. We're the same guild. Uh, I don't know. All right. I don't know. So what is it you need us to do? I don't know. People just started talking. I guess give your names, maybe your occupation. Never ask a woman her weight. Like, uh, give, give me okay. some details. All right. Hi, foundlings. My name is Emily, but you might also know me as Snow, Odette, Asira Maria Elena de Umbra Jacronia. But not as Indiana. That is my job. Yeah, no, that is not my job. But uh, yes, you know me as this, and uh, he said he wanted my occupation. I am a child. I am a pseudo dragon. And I am a human, as far as most other people know. And I'm not a child, as far as most other people know. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm not really a child, but by logistical standards, legalistic, I am considered a child in the United States of America. Well, I'm RL, and I'll be playing Zana Xerxes Zion, as some of you might be familiar with. And she has our lovely little compatriot, Alistair. One enthusiastic. Oh, this is a cue. This is what they call in the game. A visual cue for me to continue the podcast. Last time on the Odd Campaign, Snow made her way back, and so did Zana, interestingly enough. After much fanfare and congratulations, the Odd Guild eventually had to set out on a new course of action. There was a meeting held, and in the aftermath, we are now attempting to figure out where we are headed off to. It is the next day, morning in the Guild Hall. 
Everyone is waking up at around about the crack of noon 30, about as early as anyone gets up these days, and is somewhat meandering about while they're forming, as Snow called them, their so-called strike squads. It's pancake time. Oh, I love pancakes. No, 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 Grog, you're in the wrong room. This what? is strike squad's pancakes. But you, I am part of a strike squad. You're you're part of side squad B. Uh, there was strike squad two, I think. I'm I'm not going crazy here, am I, Zana? Grog, uh, you can have some of my pancakes. It's all right. Yes, let's go. We already ran out of them in the other one. They made about a hundred flapjacks. Oh God. Greg and Clyde. What? I heard Greg was a chef too. Yeah, they yeah, both yeah. make. You ate all of those? Well, yeah, they each made about 50 pancakes each. Well, I wasn't the only one who ate them. There's like three other people in that room. Well, Four? Five? I, I, I can't count. It I, could have not have been 100 pancakes. All I know is that I'm still hungry and I ate a lot of pancakes. Well, there's such thing. You know, you have a hearty breakfast, uh-huh, but I think uh-huh. you've had like three hearts in that hearty. No, no. I, I've only filled four of the seven stomachs that a cow has. Didn't know cows had more than one. You know, it's something new every day. I guess so. Uh, anyway, we're, we're gonna um, go back to our... Rog, are, you're not supposed to be here, buddy. You, you want me to take you back to the other room? No, sure. I mean, I've got my flapjacks now. That's all I came for. They just stole our flapjacks. Well, I gave him one, like, willingly, but uh, that was before I knew. But look at the had... stack! My... I... Ah, whatever. All right. Strike Squad! All right, good morning, everyone. It's noon. Afternoon, you know, time is relative. The sun is in the sky. That's too early. Shut up, Draken. Here's your espresso. Still too early. Get, you got a little something on your face uh, there? What? A little schmo. Uh, Here, Zana licks her thumb and tries to touch Draken's face. Th- smacks your hand away. There you Stop. 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 I'm trying to help you. Fine. Look like a doofus. Fine. Anyway, uh, I've never been to Aerofeldum, but I don't think that's gonna... Oh, no. Chill out. Chill out. Oh, my gosh. You act like I didn't already have a solution to the problem I posed. Anyway, Uh I haven't been to Aerofeldum, but I have been to the 15th floor, and I've already, you know, traversed a little bit there. Thanks to this, and you'll see Zana pull out a somewhat very large rug from her somewhat very small backpack. Ah. Uh, oh no, we're did, gonna get shot down. Did none of you do the special event quest on floor five? You, you know, I haven't been here to know about these things. I just learned about them yesterday. It is no ordinary rug. It is in fact a rug that flies. A flying carpet. All right. So what you're saying is you'll fly to Aerveldum and meet us all there? Uh, I mean, I'd kind of like a guide or like a map or something. Well, Actually, then, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got maps. Well, I could take a map, I guess. There you I go. Mean, yeah, I'll have Alistair. There, there. You know, I'll have company. It's fine. I can go on my own. It's okay. Nobody needs to come away with me. It's cool. All right, I'm so glad that works for you. You know, that would have been such a pain in the butt if we oh, all had well, to just I mean, th- Three day camping through snow is actually quite pleasant. Snow blushes at that. <laughs> uh, Zana thinks to herself, ah, that's still going on, I see. So, can you remind me again who's all coming with us? And, uh, uh, 
because I, I don't know if everybody's here because it, it's, it's like a, a small tactical group. Snow just gestures. Draken? Yeah, yeah. Wilson? Oh, oh yeah. Myself? Hi. You? Just, and Draken's dropping off like midway oh, through. Oh, yeah, as soon as I can. So am I like third wheeling like this whole time? Oh, yeah. Lover number one and lover number two here? Absolutely. She's absolutely joking. She likes getting a rise out of them at this point. <laughs> I will be upgraded one day. He thinks that, but that that's... Uh... Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we are right now. Um, I mean, all right. The fewer of us moving through our Veldum, the better at this point. I uh, think if we draw too much attention, as I happen to be prone to do, and... She points to Zana as well, and you are prone to do. Hey, hey, I can draw no attention at all, I promise. And she says this with a kind of smirk on her face as saying, oh, I can, I can be completely invisible. Flying carpet? That's only two Aravelum. Thank you very much. You know, uh-huh, I don't want to uh-huh. walk in the snow. I may have cold resistance, but I hate the cold. Just be careful there, because I remember something about the Department of Inquisition taking people's things that they thought were interesting. Oh, that's fun. They're a very communist society. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, they'll they'll take any, like, they'll strip you nude. Gross. Yeah, I'll keep most of my uh, inventory in my inventory. Good plan. Do we have, like, a time schedule? Where, Where am I meeting you guys? Since, you know, I'm apparently going on my own. In Erveldum? Yeah. You'll, you'll meet us in Erveldum. Where? Oh, you meant a specific meeting place. Um. Oh, yeah, not just like a generalized city. Like, I kind of want a specific point. Like, maybe there's a little cafe, or maybe there's like an entrance gate. And Ooh, where uh, are these papers mm, that I supposedly uh, need? Ah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's probably best to meet up in Puaz. Puaz? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, did I stutter? What is a poo? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was chuckling earlier. <laughs> um, what is a puaz? Oh, you know the um the the players union autonomous zone. Uh, it's puaz. Who labeled it that? Oh, uh, th- not me. Are you sure? No, I just like laughing at it though. Sense motive. Okay. I don't believe him. Okay. <laughs> I think he did it, but I'll I'll roll sense motive. I believe whatever I what I sense. Twenty-five. You can sense that he is not lying about him having not named it. <laughs> Double negatives. Understood. Right. Fine. How do we get there? Oh, it's just outside the outskirts of Ereveldum. It's in the outskirts Why? of Ereveldum. Okay, hold on. Why wouldn't they just call it the Paz? Oh, well, the, the player's the, autonomous like, zone? Yeah. Well, because it's a union. What? Can we, can we just shorten it to Paz? I, I can't say Puaz without... <laughs> I just imagine Grundle laughing in the background, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Puazed all over the place last night. <laughs> uh. I, I was gonna... I was gonna, um... Mention the creepy little gnome-like dude that seems a little bit too unhinged, even for, uh... Even for Odd. Like, we're, we're odd, but we're, we're not like a mental asylum, right? Grundle, stop stealing my pancakes! Oh, I'm pretty sure you do not want to eat those. I think this is for your own safety and welfare. He's the fun uncle, what can I say? You just hear running around the background and whole of the room of the manor. Anyway. All right, so we'll meet at this, 
At Paz. We're meeting at Paz. I'm not calling it. <laughs> I'm not calling it that. It's Paz. It's Paz now. Uh, I'll call it Paz. Listen, I'm just saying, you can call it whatever you want, but Columbia is probably not going to be pretty happy about that. Who? Columbia? No, Columbia. she's one of the, the, the founding members of Puaz. You just hear feet running into the room. Ah, wait, hold on. What do you say about Columbia? She helped find Puaz with Iris, Tom, Ty, and Gerald? Oh, yes. No, that is true. We're really bad at naming things. I mean, after all, we are AA. They're, they're not an alcoholics group, guys. <laughs> Just clarifying. See, these organists anonymous? Uh, anyway, uh... They're not very anonymous anymore. What? Just be careful of Columbia. And don't tell her I'm here. And Ooh. she slinks out of the room and closes the doors behind her as she backs up out of the area. Hmm. We have such a weird collection of people right now. Yeah. Um, it's um, odd. Yeah. <laughs> Craig seems somewhat normal, but he also seems... Old? Too old? Yeah, a little bit old for this game. Oh, uh, yeah. Weird. I weird think he said guy. he was somewhere in his... <laughs> 30s. <laughs> Oof. That's old. All of our listeners who are like... <laughs> <laughs> Most of our listeners are over 30. Oh, just know that Craig loves you too. You know we have members of our guild who are over 30, right? Like, Galahan is easily over his 30, so is Grog. Yes, but we can forgive that. They're both attractive in their own way. <laughs> Zana, Zana has a very, very puzzled look on her face as she whips her neck around with snow. Grog? She looks to Wilson, looks to snow. No, 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 no. Okay, listen, listen. I have a soft spot for very... Never mind. For what? Very stupid men? No, 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 no. Kimbo's? I'd take offense to that. You can't... Okay, listen. Grog is a very special man. We can't insult him. Look, I'm all down for himbos and stuff, but, um... Grog's not a himbo. He's... He's a... Hey, um, I don't mean to interrupt whatever's going on here. We are oh. out of syrup. Uh, mm. That's because yeah. you're not supposed to drink it like a beverage, buddy. Why do you have it in the muck? Oh, that's why it only lasted four pints. I'm going to shut that down. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, see, that's why I had the Puez last night. Sebastian, prepare the toilets. Um, madam, I, while I can acquiesce to this request, um, you do have a, a request of your own. And he hands you a letter. And it seems as if it is sealed with the crest of the Rimadolf household. Oh, God, is it tax season already? Oh, uh, no, I've already paid your taxes. Thank you, Sebastian. I appreciate it. It was 50,000 gold. Hey, <gasps> Sebastian. You had to pay for damages. <gasps> what? What? What happened while I was gone? Oh, don't worry. Your majesty was kind. She only made you pay for 10% of the damages. What? She's literally, like, there's just this high-pitched screaming. Like, honestly, Nachia is covering his ears. Oh. <sighs> I do believe all will be entailed in the letter. I'm so broke right now. Uh, Sebastian, can I ask you a question? I, I don't want to, this isn't supposed to be rude or anything, but do you know Gregory? He, he's my butler at my mansion. I was just wondering if you knew each other. Most all of the Queen's men are associated with one another. We oh. all go to the same butlatorial school. That is totally what I assumed, and I'm so glad I was right. If that will be all, ladies. And he does a half bow and goes to leave the room. Uh, Snow leaves the table to go and read the letter in a private area. 
sorry about this. Uh, just please excuse me, everyone. Ah, it's cool. I think, uh, something of mine should be arriving right about now, and she'll go... <sighs> Did you order another package from Dantry? Uh, yes, but that's not what com- that that's not what's getting here. And that would arrive at my mansion? Please, don't... It's, I just it's, paid 50,000 gold. I can't afford no, anything No, else. it's, it's, it's an old friend who you might remember. Yeah? She sticks her arm out the window and waits. Well, get on my arm. I look stupid right now. This French is better. Dude, make me look dumb. You make you look dumb. Zana, why do you look so dumb right now? Uh, Alistair! I can't have her cry. And your bird flies down and lands on your arm. Ta-da! It's Alistair! And he flaps his wings. I left him at home because I wanted to watch... I wanted... I Was he watching soaps? Yeah. Well, he was supposed to be watching Caspian. Watching wow. soap is way more interesting. That's right. That's your horse. Do you know how soap is made? I do. Um, Yeah. That's my horse, and he has his own little horsey house now, because I didn't have any other horses for my stables, so I, like, made the stable into, like, this luxurized horse house for Caspian. Uh, he's living the dream. I'm not taking him with us for obvious reasons. He got a little He got a little jealous when I got the carpet, but... You know, I let him ride on the carpet, and then he still got jealous because he's like, you're not riding on me, so I had to ride on him on the carpet, and, you know, we would compromise. But I don't want to take him, I don't want to take him up to the 15th floor because he doesn't like the cold. Oh, well, that was a, that was quite a wild ride that I was just taking on. All right, then. Um. Oh, this bad boy, she pats to the rolled up carpet. Yep, yep, you, um, so, uh. I'll be right back. Oh, what was in the letter? That's my business. <laughs> she walks away and finishes opening the letter up and reads it. My dearest Duchess, I am pleased to hear of your return, though. These times are more trying than I would like to admit. If you could please come to the castle and see me in the throne room at your soonest convenience. All right. Did she read that out loud? No. She folds the letter up and puts it. She has like a lockbox somewhere, right? Yeah. All right. She puts. No, she puts it in her in game inventory. Mm, that way no one can pick that lock. Big brain play. Thinking. She walks back into the dining area. All right. So, uh, everyone, we can meet at the Tree of Anuxaruk later. Probably. What time is it? She looks at the watch that isn't on her wrist. Oh, it's like 1.15. Thank you, watch. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, watch Wilson all starts with W. Mm, yeah. So, we want to like meet at Anuxaruk. Yeah, you guys want to prep your things, and we will meet at Anuxaruk in, let's say, thirty minutes. Sounds good to me. I I don't got much prepping more to do. I'm already prepped. She looks you up and down. Uh, do you mind if we call it an hour? Why, darling? D- uh, dang it. Why, Draken? You know, Draken and Darling both start with D. <sighs> as do many habit. other things. Fine. Why, Darling? Oh, uh, I just have some business I need to attend to before I leave. She's like flabbergasted that he really wanted her to finish with that. All right. Uh, Fine. An that, hour then. Was that business? These, and she does air quotes, papers that I need? Oh, no. We're not going to be able to get those until you, you get there. 
Or at oh. least to some degree. Hopefully we don't get kicked out of the city first. That's mission number one. Are you going to share with the class what you're planning on doing? No. Dragon. Okay. It's no. Can I, can I try and convince him otherwise? Yeah, you can roll a diplomacy check. <laughs> uh-huh. How's that going for you? Is that a one or a seven? It doesn't matter. My roll doesn't matter because I am a bard. Uh-huh. And even at my least convincing, uh-huh. I have boobs. That's true. That's a fair point. You bards do have boobs. They both start with B. Yo, this is Odd Guild Learn to Spell today. <laughs> We're learning the alphabet. I'll just take it as a straight diplomacy. 13. Uh, unfortunately, though you are attempting to convince your compatriot, he does not seem to divulge any further information. She leers at him. He leers back at you. Fine. She walks out of the building and teleports to Castle Rimadol first. After having exited your guild hall, you teleported to Castle Rimadol. A familiar and welcomed sight after much time. It's been about three months since you last stood in this courtyard. All right, I take in my surroundings, and I uh, see if I see a familiar face before I head inside. Specifically, Felix. As you were looking around after you have teleported to the courtyard in the Remedolian Castle, you actually notice a bit of a scene is occurring. It is occurring in front of the front doorstep where you were making your way towards. You can see the head lady-in-waiting, Gabriella, rushing up the stairs. The door opens slowly, and you see an individual you barely recognize, though over the course of your time period having stayed at the castle, you recognize him as Soren Geta, though he seems to be kind of clasping at his side. Snow also approaches relatively quickly. Soren, are you okay? Ah, Duchess, it is a pleasure, but yes, I will be perfectly well. Heal check? She just wants to see how hurt he is. Yeah, sure, you can roll a heal check. 20 total. Uh, you can tell that he does actually have somewhat of a grievous puncture on his side. Something which has pierced through the Queen's Guard armor and is leaving somewhat of a, a black infection crawling out of it almost. It seems to be excruciatingly painful. Here, hold still. She reaches her hand up to her left earring and closes her eyes, focusing on the words that are forming in her mind. Flower, dim and fade, take the hand of death, here my soul to trade, extinguish my last breath. The dormant prismatic earring on your left hand side seems to radiate an energy, a dark, ominous one. It begins exuding such force, and it snuffs out the light of the right-hand earring. And all of a sudden, you feel overcome by a surge of new power. All right, back again at this. She casts Inflict Serious Wounds? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotta roll 3d8s. Mm-hmm. 25, negative energy damage. You see this dark aura begin radiating around your hands... As you gesture over the wound of Soren, and you do see the physical wound closes up, but the black infection seems to stay and permeate in deeper to his skin. I'm assuming you've already tried removing that. Oh, worry not about this. This, um, I appreciate the kind gesture, but one must bear their punishment. Detect magic? Question sure. mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, 
followed by Arcana and Spellcraft, if I detect magic. <laughs> yeah. Arcana was a 21. You can sense a moderate aura of magic emanating from the rune of the necromancy school. Ugh. I attempted to identify with the spellcraft of 31. It's hard to pinpoint the exact spell which is being used. It's something not in any book that you've ever seen or any spell you've ever been familiar with, but it seems to be some type of curse or blight. A gift from the queen, I assume. Uh, yes, it is a punishment. I pray for you that her temperament is better than she was with me, lest you too suffer the queen's blight. She smirks a little bit. I should hope the queen and I are on amicable terms at this moment. I do have a meeting with her, after all. Ah, well, it was good to see you again, Sorin. He nods and kind of stumbles off with one arm around Gabriella. She walks up the steps and into the castle towards the throne room, which does she know where it is? Yeah, you open up the wide double gates at the front entrance door, and you are immediately welcomed by a very large throne room, supported by numerous pillars. You walk down a long, outstretched red carpet, the base of a golden throne. She curtsies. Your Majesty. My Duchess. And she looks back up towards her, standing up and adjusting herself. You wished to see me? Indeed. There have been troubling times upon us as of late. She has a somber and gloomy expression. Though already undead, it seems as if her eyes are weary from exhaustion, as if she might catch a second death. Though, looking at you, you see she actually smiles, as if she caught a glimpse of a ray of sunlight in stormy skies. Well... There are a number of matters for which I called you here today. First of which, I wanted to express my gratitude and sincerest excitement for your returning. In your absence, your guild has been troublesome. She pensively smiles at that. Yes, well, I heard some stories when I returned about things I'm not exactly excited about. But I am here now. And I will set things right. I expected nothing less. Now, there were two other matters I wished to address. Two matters, got it. Okay, I got my pen ready. One of which directly concerning you. And one of which directly concerning the realm of which you serve. In your absence, not long following... I heard distressing news from Sebastian. He had to dispose of a few individuals who found themselves surveying your premises. They wore all black cloaks and had very strange insignia bearing with them odd tools and weaponry. She furrows her brow, momentarily confused, but understanding as she receives more information. They what? If Sebastian had been any less, certainly it would have been the demise of many good men. 
We have taken the trinketry and have attempted to examine it, but its magics are far beyond our understanding. Yes. I believe these men come from a land far from here. One that we traveled to through the tree in Nuxaruk in your garden. If you would recall, your majesty, it was when I was acting as your diplomat. Their society is quite advanced. I had my concerns about them when I initially traveled there. But it seems my fears have come true. If they could have found their way here, then more could be coming. And she has this worried look on her face. More travelers, more nomads, more individuals wishing to cross my borders. This brings to mind the second qualm I have had with the realm of late. There have been, in far greater volumes, travelers, those who wish to traverse through my lands, more explicitly, to my more private territories, such as the Queen's Garden. I believe they are individuals not much unlike yourself, in nature, but not in temperament. <sighs> Disruptors, then. Indeed, they have been. Furthermore, they come to me increasingly exhausted and irritable due to the lack of a midway point from where they find themselves journeying from. They come from the south, heading northward. At one point, they would stop at the town of Yanamut. But in your absence, it would appear as if my grip on this realm has been lessened. Some mysterious forces are at play. I was preoccupied dealing with a rebellion, and in its aftermath, something monstrous may have risen. Troubling news indeed. Irovanok, I can't promise that I will be able to set things right on my own. My guild will try. My people are already working to address the situation with Yenemut, but I have no control of these other travelers. She lowers her voice so that only the queen can hear her. And, as you know, these other guilds, these players, they just want to get home. I will likely have no sway over them. I have been lenient, though if the disruption continues, my hand may be forced into a more firm position. Would you be able to identify who these people are? I may be able to address them. Draken and I were already planning on attempting an alliance with these other guilds. Perhaps if we can formally ally ourselves with them, we can address these discordant individuals. Huh. She chuckles, almost. Identify them, yes. Let's see. There is that batch of radiant clad white armored wearing individuals who smote all of us on sight oh um uh, mm, mm, yeah mm. mercy then <laughs> oh majesty this is going to be very interesting a roving clan of axe wielding barbarians came by both side the leader of the stone of which was miskin i <laughs> I wonder who has that eye. Interestingly enough, though I thought everyone in the town of Yanamut had disappeared, there seemed to be another ragtag group of individuals led by a sentient goose. 
Untitled Goose Guild. <laughs> and after corresponding with an individual you may be familiar with, Draken, I requested to see if he had any further information on some of the individuals who were traversing through my floor, and the only thing he said is that you referred to them as, quote, a heavy metal band. Ah, epitaph. Or is it the fourth seal? I think they're both part of the same guild, but I'm not 100% on that. Either way, they're terrible, and I do not want to have any business with them. I don't know. What was the other one he mentioned that was heavy metal besides them? You're the one who listed these off. I don't know. Uh, I, I know that you have canonically referred to the group Epitaph and also the fourth seal as a very heavy metal name. And more recently, and disturbingly, there have been strange pairings cropping up across the land. My informants tell me that these dynamic duos, if you would, have been searching for some legendary artifacts, trying to groom heroes into conquesting some unknown land or trial. Mm-hmm. Uh- your Majesty, this is starting to sound like a lot of people. Indeed. I am not so sure I would be able to address all of this on my own. As my Duchess, you shall be my face for this endeavor. And I pray that you handle it swiftly as my patience has been running thin. As you wish, I will do my best. As best as I can, given the circumstances, she says as she, like, turns her head away. But, in the meantime, a gift, Queen Iravanak. She pulls out a tea time card. Okay. And hands it to the queen. She takes it from you with both hands and kind of examines the object. And, pray tell, what is it you have bestowed upon me? The greatest gift of all... Girl time. Oh, do I have much to share. LBDT. Little black dress time. Such matters, unfortunately, will have to wait. Perhaps for some other time. We'll schedule a meeting. I will have Dorian reach out to Sebastian, and we will remedy many things. (laughs) Yes. Well then, Your Majesty, I shall take my leave, and my party and I will be traveling to this city through the tree of Anuxaruk, and we will attempt to dissuade any further travel between your land and theirs. I'm doing the best I can here. That's all I got. I got words. Nothing else. The queen rests the card you handed her uh, on the arm of her chair and places her left hand on your shoulder and she looks at you with a knowing and sympathetic glance. In your absence, your compatriots were without guidance. The weight of leadership is much too heavy a burden for one to carry on their own. But I feel as if you shall not disappoint me. And she gives you a quaint smile. She pulls the... She, she attempts to hug the queen if she's allowed to. She feels like they're in a close enough relationship. Maybe. You, you go in closer to hug the queen, and she kind of is taken aback 
is appreciative and accepting, but you can kind of feel as she's like glancing around the room to see like, is anybody watching this? Okay, this, this, good. No. Yeah, we're good. And then she fully embraces you before promptly uh, and abruptly like coughing and <laughs> Re, um, readjusting herself. Till we meet again, your majesty. Till we meet again, my duchess. She bows out. The queen nods and gestures for you to exit. And as you attempt to exit, you actually notice that Dorian is opening the door for you. She smiles and nods at him. There's no time to waste. He nods back with an understanding and kind face, knowing that you have much to attend to. You exchange no words, but a solid knowing glance. And as she exits from here, she would teleport to Nuxaruk to wait for the rest of the party. So I guess Snow is the queen's favorite duchess, huh? In the interim, after your guild leader had teleported away, you attempted to follow Draken. Doing your standard song and dance, he went to walk off. You turned invisible in pursuit of him, tracking him down. Though your espionage ended very abruptly as he exited the guild hall and teleported away. Man! With little else to do and already finding yourself prepared, you decided to just head to the tree of Anuxruk and wait for the rest of your compatriots, presumably whittling on one of your latest projects in the interim. Uh, I would never whittle in front of the, the lushlings. What were they? Leshies. The leshies. If I was waiting by the tree of Anuxruk, I would visit the leshy village. That is very close. Like a quarter day's journey away. I have a flying carpet. How fast does it move? Uh, pretty fast. It's got a move speed of 40. That's less than the average horse. I thought the Leshy village was close to the tree of Nuxer. No, no, they would have all died if that we was the case. We got lost in the woods. And then I'd like to go inside the tree and investigate uh, the higher doors. How, how, how high does it go? The spiraling tree seems to reach onwards to the heaven for a very, very long time. You do see the first door at the base of the stairs, which leads to floor one. Up about incrementally every 30 feet or so, it spirals upwards and there is another stoop with a door going incrementally from the first floor to the fifth floor to where you are now, actually. You can teleport to the entrance from here and all the way to the 15th floor. Can I go up to the next one? Making your way up to the fourth stoop, you find yourself in front of a closed door. I try and take the lock. Astutely noticing that the door is locked, you attempt, utilizing your thieves' tools, to pick said door. Can I roll a disabled device? Would it be a disabled device? Yeah, it would definitely be a disabled device. 26. Immediately upon inserting your thieves' tools into the lock, before you've even moved anything, you get a big red notification on your screen. What's it say? And it just says, necessary requirements not satisfied. Floor unavailable. Hmm. There, there is there any markings around these doors? Like around... All of them do seem to be somewhat intricate and stylistically designed. Are they different from each other? They are different from each other. What's the one to the 15th floor look like? The one to the 15th floor seems to be made out of a very dark pine and... It feels almost cold to the touch, almost as if the edging and rim is lined with snow. I'm everywhere, man. And what does the one for the next one look like? Can you roll a perception check for me? Absolutely. Uh, 32. 
The frame of this door seems to be made out of some type of sea stone or coral. Emanating from it, you get a sense of coldness, but somewhat dissimilar from the previous floor. It's not as if it is snowy or icy, but rather it is something almost all-consuming and surrounding you. And interestingly enough, the closer you get, you feel as if you can almost taste salt water. Oh. Hey, Alistair. What? Guess who was correct? Next floor is going to be like an ocean one. I can't swim. I know you can't swim, but that's why you have me. You can make me swim? Well, technically, yeah. If I leveled up again, I could totally make you swim. You can give me girls? Uh, no, but technically I can alter the way that you progress in your natural stage? At least it's what it seems like. Like, like you're... Look, man, I don't actually know. Well, neither do I. Well, I just had a, a, a theory that the next floor might be something, you know, under, underwater themed somewhat. Oh my gosh. Would Sal actually be helpful for once? Nonsense. Impossible. I mean, well, if he had gills. After about a few minutes of examining the various doorways, you do hear as the door downstairs opens, the one leading into the tree, and you see Draken, and he is not alone. Oh, hey, buddy. You brought a friend. Didn't know you actually had those. I kid. I kid. I kid. I pro- it was a joke. I promise. And the closer you look down from up above, you begin to recognize the individual with him. Who is it? Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, of course, no. I have a friend. You, you know him. He was your friend friend first. Is it? Does Hi. he have white How's hair? How's it going? Oh, my gosh. Well, slapped me in the face and called me. I, I prefer not to. That's a little violent, especially for first grading. Well, it's good to see you again, buddy. Glad to see you're alive. Um... I definitely didn't have any weird dreams or illusions about you in the in the past previous at Well, well that's yeah, good. Yeah, I'm glad definitely to hear not. That. that would have been a little strange. That would have been weird. Occurred. It's good to see you. Yeah, pleasure. I thought you went back to the 15th floor. What are you doing here? Oh, I did. And then I was almost killed. So then I had to come back and get the poison sucked out of my body. But I did recall that I promised to guide you all around. You did. Yeah, I did do that. You did save the great tree Anuxaruk, so I am forever in your debt for that. I mean, I guess that explains why I couldn't really find you up there. Oh, yeah, no, that, that wasn't really possible. I was, um, there, there was a gifted anguish involved. Very potent stuff. I wouldn't mess with it. I'm not quite sure what that is, but oh, I'm just oh, going to Oh, giant, very venomous, mean snake lady. Oh, like... Like Medusa? No, no. Uh, a a, a, a more giant venomous lady snake. Lady snake? Yeah, it's a snake that's feminine. Well, either not, way, not it's good to see you, it, buddy. It doesn't have a penis. Um, Zana will forcefully grab his arm to pull him into a bro-hug type situation. He seems a little caught off guard and unfamiliar with the custom, but kind of just pats your back. Well, I was actually punctual for once. Uh, actually, so. you were early? Well, actually, I didn't have anything else to do because somebody teleported to, like, an unknown location where I couldn't follow them. Yeah, I mean, Snow said she was going to the castle. Oh, 
She didn't tell me that. I could have gone to the castle. You, I haven't you, seen you, the, you the queen in like forever. Oh, hey, uh, look, everyone's already here. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. I might have some information on the next floor. I was studying the doorways and uh, it looks like, if you'll notice, the one around the fifth floor looks like sandy bricks, kind of like, you know, the desert and then the one next to it and then one for 15 looks like a bunch of pines but it's like cold basically i think the next floor is going to be underwater themed in which case i know some people that have spells where you can breathe underwater i know some people who have gills that haven't been helpful yet but might be if we're in an underwater setting draken wilson oh yeah maybe we could get sal that way we can have a racial minority mermaid I hear those are very popular in this day and age. I just, anything we know about the next floor to prepare probably would be good. I, uh, I prepared snacks. Oh, I love snacks. I have sandwiches. What kind of sandwiches? Um, I don't know. Greg, Greg make them. He said they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he cooked them up in his dad den. Is that what he calls that? Yeah, that's what he calls it. It's kind of cute. Is he, is he actually a dad? Uh, I think so. He's got a lot of kids. He has the goat. Yeah, he's got like 38 of them. Yeah, the goat ate one of my socks. Yeah, he ate one of my sandwiches. He ate the sock while it was on my foot. I think the sock was in my sandwich. <laughs> Either way, he made a bunch of baked treats. He said he wanted us to have, and quote, goodies for our adventure. Ooh, trail mix. Um, said there's nothing more important than a balanced diet. Uh, what is this, fruit? That's an apple? Drake just like throws it. Dude, don't, you're gonna bruise the apple. But yeah, um, I got a nice uh, it said bag of holding, but kind of jerry-rigged it into a, like, a cool backpack. So it's like a backish. I, I have it on my back. After conversing with your compatriots for some time, eventually, snow does arrive, though somewhat late to the venue. Ah, sorry everyone that I'm late. Uh-huh. Thirteen minutes behind schedule. Hmm, what a lucky number. She looks a little bit different. She's no longer glowing a yellowish light around her. I don't have time to drink a cappuccino. Where do you keep getting those? Cappuccino machine? You have a bag of holding. Why are you questioning Do you have a cappuccino sheen of of holding? Like, where do you keep getting those? And you see Draken reach for his water skin, and out of it, he just squeezes a fresh hot cappuccino. Can I have a shot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <gasps> she takes the shot. Uh, you take these black, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no sugar or nope. creamer or Don't anything. Oh, my gosh. Technically, you're not supposed to be allowed to have mixed components in an, an unending scheme. Oh. <sighs> Snow starts walking up the stairs. Come along, darlings. It's time for us to move on. No, Snow, it's, it's been a while. She looks towards the voice. Her eyes widen a little bit. Both the snow side of you and the aurora side of you recognize this individual, though there are conflicting emotions based off of the varying memories. Snow, not a word about the caves. Okay, not, not, a, not, a, not a word. She raises an eyebrow, slightly confused. Yeah, exactly. Good. Oh, you're referring to your escapades with the lust demon. No! Not that one. Didn't you tell me you were surrounded no. by a bunch of men? I didn't say that at all. I don't, you know, I think I I have amnesia about the whole thing. Hmm. You and me both. 
Amnesia must be contagious. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm, 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 I'm ready to go in the, in the, in the door. Yeah, so I've been informed that, um, Draken over here uh, said that a number of you will just be able to instantaneously travel to the location that you're trying to get to. Not, not me. But, but not you. So I'm, I'm going to tag along um, and, and lead you there. That way you don't get lost or eaten by a giant fire bear. Oh, you're my traveling buddy? Yeah, I am, yeah. Aw, Draken, you brought me a traveling buddy. That's so nice. Yeah, he's my replacement so I can leave as soon as possible. Draken, you're not leaving. As soon as possible. No, Draken, come now. Uh, uh, Snow, and I, I got like a little... Were you talking to the queen? Hmm? She stops walking up the stairs and turns towards Zana. Were you talking to the queen, by any chance? Why do you want to know? Dragon said you teleported to the castle, and then you got you got a letter that had the queen's seal, and now you're talking all pish-posh. Look at that, we've got a resident Sherlock Holmes. Dude, you do know that I'm actually pretty smart, right? Yeah, I know. No, not particularly. Oh, well. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have a chance to show you. I know I'm a bit of a smart astronomer. Asterix. <laughs> Asterix. I'm a little bit of a smart Asterix. Uh, 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 Come on, we'll talk along the way. Yeah, we'll but talk. The way's when... like 120 she feet She opens the door. A giant cold gust of wind forces its way out almost knocking you off your feet and certainly sending a chill up your spine. Anyone who is not wearing cold weather gear can definitely feel the repercussions of such a decision. I have a natural assistance to the cold. I have the bear cloak. So, all of you, exit through the great tree Anuk Suruk, your toes crunching beneath the soft snow, just freshly laden, as you see storm clouds roll overhead. Well, that sure would pose a problem. If I was walking on foot. Oh, no, 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 no there's not going to be any thunderstorms today. All right, then. I guess we'll meet you in the city of Ereveldum, then. Good luck. Okay, uh, you can text me, uh, or, like, message me if you want, you know, keep in touch. Are you sure you don't want us to go with you? Looking at me or dead? You. I think I should be fine, honestly. Like, um, I know it's been a while, but, um... I'm actually not, like, completely incompetent. <laughs> All right. She tells See her ya. jokes. I have missed her. Yeah. Shove it up your espresso hole. Snow teleports out before Draken finishes his joke. Draken, seeing that you've disappeared, gets immensely nervous almost immediately and teleports after you. Wilson, panicking even more. Dang it! She left again. Never gives anyone any warning. Scrolls through his menu and also teleports. And then... There were two. Uh, Just you and Dad. Three. And Alistair, your chaperone? Nah. No? He doesn't usually like flying on the carpet. Oh, he flies with his own two wings, you know? Yeah, doesn't need no carpet. Well, anyway, uh, Den? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be about a three days walk. It's, it's a little treacherous. Oh, There's oh, a couple of rivers and uh, a mountain you've got to get over. <laughs> we're not walking. Oh, you can fly? Well, somewhat. Uh, Vamanos! And the carpet comes flying outside of my bag. Oh, it's it a little bit Spanish. I learned that. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, it just needs a command word to, like, um, actually do what I wanted to. And I, I thought that might be the best. Also, that's what the person that gave it to me suggested. So interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hop on. 
Uh, and she uh, pats oh, the carpet. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, this is a little surprisingly more stable than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and both of you kind of sit down on the carpet as it begins levitating and slowly rising. All right, so, um... Oh, I guess I should give you the directions. Yeah, yeah. just, just um, point. Well, it, it, let's get up a little bit higher so that I can see over the tree line. The trees are like 200 feet tall here. Well, get as high as we want. Oh, okay, interesting. I didn't bring any of that with me. Um, I, I, um... I meant the carpet, buddy. Oh, right. Yes, altitude. Yes, very important. Um, yes, if we could just increase that, that would be splendid. We're, it's it's going, buddy. Oh, yeah, I do see it is gradually doing that. There will be quite a fall. I would probably break my ankles. All right, well... Oh, yeah, no, I can see I can see the whole world from here. Yeah. Um, I, I well, feel almost inspired is, to sing. Yeah, don't, don't sing. I could don't, show you don't, my don't, home. Don't, don't. Uh... I mean, that's very, uh, that's a nice invitation, but I don't think I'm going home with you. Well, well this whole, like, plane is my home. This oh. realm of existence. Well, and she I grew to up things here. and give me yeah, a they, tour. They, What's that tree's name? Oh, that's David. That one's Steve. That one's oh. Roger. Buddy. Bill. Joe. Buddy. Samantha. Susan. Buddy. But yeah, yeah. I can, you, I can do this all day. Do you, do you have a full name or is it just Den? Is your full name, like, Denison? Oh, um, it, it, it's a little hard to pronounce. It, it'd probably just be best if you call me Dan. Wow, okay. How long have you lived here? Oh, me? Um, for the better part of, I would say, 25 years. Hmm. And you, you have, like, full knowledge of those 25 years, right? Um, well, I mean, not so much of the first two to three. The functional memory gets a little, um, hazy. Zana lays back on the carpet as it's just going the direction he pointed. Yeah, he, he's just, oh, he pointed at trees because you asked him if you, you knew what they were called. No, I mean, like, the direction of I think you have to control your carpet, by the way. I do, but I can send it in a certain direction oh, and it'll go. The, the easiest way is actually over that mountain ridge, though most people generally don't take it. We don't have to worry about that. Oh, oh, easy. So I will send the carpet flying and I... Zana takes a leisurely lay back as she watches Alistair fly above. Your carpet is controlled by spoken directions, FYI. You mm-hmm. do have to speak. In Spanish. Yes. I point and go, vamanos. <laughs> Okay, see, see, a ya, no, no. And per your directions, at Den's guidance, you've been making your way over the mountain ridges. Zana just realizes she's now alone with this guy who she has, she's, she's, she had an initial attraction to, which has now died down, but now they've reconnected, and now they're alone. He has white hair, rippling muscles. Tan skin. Tan skin. Poor Jonathan's like, yep. Why'd you get poison? Oh, like I said. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the, the you know, lady snake. English, yeah, lady snake. Uh, but how'd you, you know, had that come to oh, be? She, she, also, she, how did she you get... bit me. Eh. And he kind of, like, lifts up his shirt. There's a large circular scar in his side, which seems to be about six inches in diameter. Jeez. I mean, like, okay, okay. So, I get you were with the lady snake. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she bit you. Right. Yeah, not very pleasant. Why were you around the lady snake to begin with? Oh, she she was trying to kill me. Yeah, it's it's kind of a skipped over part. Doesn't really like me. Didn't, don't really have a good thing with snake? Oh, no. No, no, not really. I'm really surprised they survive in this environment. Um, They've been cropping up becoming more common thanks to Air Veldum because they've got uh, more heat available there. Like a... 
I don't know. I'm bad at I'm I'm bad at small talk. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we don't. I I, I talk to trees all day, so yeah. they don't really. I'm sure Steve has a lot to say. Oh, he's actually quite chatty. Steve over there. You two should kiss. I'm sure he's a really. Thanks, Steve. I'm sure he's a really pine guy. Yup. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And you see him kind of readjust uncomfortably. Um, and roll a perception check for me. Uh, yup. <laughs> yup. Uh, 27. You notice as he shifts his focus and begins turning towards the front of the carpet, he kind of gestures and waves his hand, and some of the clouds on the mountaintop move out of your way. The heck was that, dude? What? got cloud control? Uh, no, no, no. Um, I'm just really good at predicting weather phenomenon since I've been around so much. Yeah. Wow. And I'm totally believing that story. That's good. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. That's, you know, Steve. That's sarcasm. I'm sure trees don't use that as uh, much. No, I haven't heard of it. Um, is it anything like salad? Because I'm not a big fan. No. Sarcasm is when you say one thing and mean the other. Meaning when I say I totally believe you. It means I don't believe you at all. Oh, that's that's not good. You really should have more trust in a relationship. Well, you just moved the quacking clouds, that, dude. No, I just predicted that I, I kind of like wanted it to go that way. Yeah, and, it, and it, I it can happened. Pre- it was really I can convenient. when you know I summon animals and when they're showing up. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, I'm, except for I'm I, not actually predicting it. I'm actually doing it. Oh well, that that's way cooler than me predicting that a cloud was going to move. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know why you wouldn't tell me. It has no repercussions. I mean, I'm probably the least likely for people to believe if I did say something. Come on, Den. We've been through a bunch together. We. I mean, I. I. Uh, my team fought the tree of Nukes Rook. You could say our stuff. We're riding on a carpet. We got, I don't know, a couple hours till we're there. Mm, yeah, well, mm, things are kind of complicated, and I don't... Cloud girlfriend? No, 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 no. Mm. That, that's not the complication. What's the complication? Um, we, I'm just, especially with where we're going, I have to be a little bit more cautious, especially with some of the means they have access to. I don't... I don't want to endanger anyone with information. Oh. So it's best if you didn't know. Okay. And he just kind of moves his hand and swats away another cloud out of the sky as you continue flying over this mountain ridge. Well, do you know any... You, you, you seem like you know a little bit about Arabeldom. I've never been, personally. Oh, yeah, terrible place. The whole thing could, like, go up in a giant fireball, make my day. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard from rumors, uh, heard it's like a dangerous place, uh... Yeah, not, not very big fan of them. You know, lightning generally doesn't strike twice. It smites that place almost daily. Then they put up these lightning rods. Very pesky. Well, you do know what lightning rods do, yeah, I right? I know what lightning rods do. They didn't have them originally. That's why I kept striking them with lightning. You're striking them with lightning? <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't say that. No, not me. Not you. Not me. And she winks. Mm, that's good, yeah. Mm. Yep, yep. Mm. Alistair. What? You getting tired yet? That's why I'm on the carpet. And a flying above for, like, the most of this time. Yeah, then we're at an altitude like 3,000 feet. Do you know how cold it is up here? I, I don't, actually. Yeah, luxury. I might just be a 
metaphysical manifestation of your subconscious, but hey, I still have feelings, do you know? Well, you could come up here and snuggle if you needed oh, to. Thank you. Kisses. Why don't you have an animal companion? I don't mean to judge, but it kind of seems like you would. Oh, um, well, hmm, how, how do I put this? I, it, it feels like very um, ex- exclusionary to only have, like, one favorite animal, you know? Like, you're just, like, saying you don't like all the other animals as much as that one. Oh, wow. So you think I hate other animals no, just because no, I I'm just saying I like to love all animals equally. He's oh. polyanimorous? Yeah, yeah. Like, I like crows, but I also like little bunny rabbits. Oh, yeah, but bunny, bunnies are nice. Uh, give me a top three. And, and, and you, you see as he, he whistles very loudly, and descending from the clouds, all of a sudden, there's like two dozen eagles. Oh, my gosh. Well, you see, that, that one there's Jane, and that one's Susan, and that one's Janet, and that one's Todd, and that one's Henry. That one's George. Oh, my gosh. And he just goes on naming all of the various eagles. Yeah, they're all my friends. Wow, that looks like it would be difficult cr- terrain to travel by foot. Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he kind of looks down and points to below, and you see these immensely sheer cliff sides, completely coated in snow and ice, this rocky terrain. And immediately, it almost just falls into flat plains. On one side of the mountain, it was densely packed trees. But now that you've crossed over the threshold, everything seems barren. Down, far below, you can see all that is left is unrooted stumps for miles. It's like they cut down a lot of trees. Indeed. (gasps) Your friends! I did know all of them. Mostly cousins. Distant. No, of the other trees I knew. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, the other trees. I, mean, I definitely they, they did. They mostly all come from the same because, like, the seeds get spread through the wind. They get caught up and then spread. Oh, you'll be happy to know I did plant that seed I got. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's, Where? It's gro- well, in the backyard of oh. my um, manor. I'm having my... Um, checked on that recently. Not really. Oh, yeah, okay. They grow quickly. Oh, well... How close to the house did you plant it? Oh, well, not that far. I uh, Not that far? Well, not that close, but not that far. You mean about, like, the you know, the distance you'd plant a tree that you want to check up on occasionally? Like, in increments of, like, 100 feet. Well, it was from the big, big tree, so, right, I mean, right. like, I within a mile of the house. Oh, okay, yeah, you're probably good. It's, it's within the... The yard, but we uh, technically it's a very big, big, big yard. yard. Yeah, I've, so. I've seen them. Yeah, they're very nice. I should check on that, shouldn't I? You really should. And time passes. Well, with the flying carpet and Den's guidance and some auspicious tailwinds, uh, they actually manage to make it there relatively quickly. And it only takes them about a day and a half. Meanwhile, Snow, Draken, and Wilson are getting acclimated in Puaz. Standing outside, once again, the ginormous hundred-plus-foot metal walls, seeing that there are numerous guards on patrol, significantly more than you recall last time. Snow wills the dress to acclimate and form a hood to cover her head. All right, well, there are a few things you should probably do first. Right. Gets on her paperwork, and then we're on our way to Paz. Oh, uh, yeah, Puaz? No, we're going to probably have to go there first in order to get the paperwork. I, we can't exactly walk in the front door. 
Are you kidding me? More paperwork? Ugh. What, you, you see that front door there? Yes. Do you want to go and try and walk in it? I can tell you exactly what happened. It would be hilarious. Yes, because you remember what happened last time I walked through a door I wasn't supposed to. I've learned my lesson. Exactly. So yeah, doors equal bad, because when you're involved, guards equal jail. Well, luckily for you right now, I'm far less conspicuous than I was last time. No glowing? Less and not are two different things. <laughs> Listen, if anyone begins to recognize me, then I'm just your arm candy, understand? Well, you could be uh, my arm candy. I could be... That also works, yes. There you go. See? Yeah. He's a dragon. No one's looking for me. I guess so. But, Wilson, darling, dragon has more clout here. No, no, no. Uh, uh, not really. No? It, it fell apart? Oh, it fell apart really quickly when you tried to break into a maximum security prison via teleportation and then proceeded to avoid the authorities and flee the scene. Oh, never mind then. Wilson, come here, darling. And she, like, clings to his arm. Looks like I've been upgraded to side piece number one. That's not better than love. You know, it, you First know lover? it's a joke. Is that... You, you know it's uh, not I, a joke, is, right? Is that where... I, have I been upgraded you, you know it's a joke, Wilson, right? But, so I've been upgraded. No, no, no. There's in, no There's no rank. In this proverbial... There's no rank. But I'm ranked number one. You, you're my... Uh, mm. I need to clarify this. Okay, it's it's getting very confusing now the longer this conversation goes on. She's blushing slightly. Uh, sure, you can you can be number one. That that's that's fine. Okay, thank you. But, but I just needed to hear that. <clears throat> yes, for now, until Draken proves himself otherwise. Clearly. Anyways, yeah, we can't walk through the front doors. Even if whatever that is. What? Don't gesture like that. Whatever that is. Uh, ends up getting you into a conversation with the people at the front gate. As soon as you turned over your paperwork, they would know who you are. And you can't get in without paperwork. <sighs> but no, I'm not American. And, and, and furthermore... Can we forge paperwork? What? Please, I'm begging you. Oh, you have no idea how hard that is. Oh, so you're saying it's possible. Yes, but we have to go to Puaz. Paz. Yeah, that's what I said, Puaz. <laughs> yes, we can go there. Right this way! And he gestures, turning, doing a complete 180 away from the giant, tall, shining metal city, and pointing towards a long tundra road. Right. Lead on, then. And she lets go of Wilson's arm and follows after Draken. He leads you down this long tundra road for quite some time of packed snow, dense underneath the tracks of various machinery, taking you about a quarter mile down and then left down an embankment you see a large sprawling city not tall but very wide and outstretched you recall that these were the outskirts where those of the lower class society tend to dwell not privy to the protection of the walls hmm speaking of all of this how's Mateo doing oh oh uh, yeah hmm Hmm. Draken. What? I worked very hard to get that man out of trouble. Yeah, I know. That's kind of why you have been portrayed as a serial killer sympathizer. I mean, what can I say? His reasoning was reasonable, and it made sense in the circumstances, though I don't necessarily agree with the methods. 
Okay, yeah, they made flyers. And he just like walks up to one of the random houses and there's a wanted poster with a picture of snow on it. Oh, I look really good in that pose. Yeah, they did get a really good picture of you. Thank you. But see, I look a little bit different right now. We can use that name I was going by on floor one, uh, Aurora. We can agree on that, right? I, I, I suppose. Wilson. Yeah? Say it. You're Aurora right Thank you, now? Wilson. Thank you. This is why I'm number one. Right. So, she ignores that. So, maintain this disguise. And luckily, this gown does give me a large bonus on it while I am attempting to disguise myself. Yeah, very all good and well and yes, all. I know. Um, there are certain individuals you will not be able to so easily deceive. You mean like Stefan or the other Inquisitors? One of them. Generally speaking, any one of the Inquisitors, they have means. <laughs> Please. No. No, 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 no. I'm I unsure yet of what they are, but it's been very strange. She picks up on that. What do you mean? The entire reason we had to make the Players Union Autonomous Zone is because they had a strangely efficient way of determining which individuals coming into their establishment were not NPCs. Due to the fact that upon player characters arriving into the city, there was a large crime spike because people are absolute animals and idiots, the government of Ereveldum decided to... Ban. Flip-flapping. Oh, there was a lot of that. We're not going to talk about... There, there were so many statues absolutely desecrated by the art of flip-flapping for hours on end. Ah, oh, the flip-flap. Honestly, the most dangerous it's, technique. It's, it's so catchy. Mm-hmm. Wilson, do it's, not flip-flap in the street. Flap. Put it away. And then you just hear as someone like a block down shouts, Hey! We're flip-flapping! And then just some random guy on the corner starts doing it. Wilson, please, stop. It's not a real dance, and it's so embarrassing. Uh-oh, I, I, I stopped, but um, once it starts, it, it catches on, and he points down the street, and you see, like, half a dozen people are all doing this dance in the street now. Oh, and they're spamming it now. Oh, God. All right, walk away, quickly. Just just walk down the street. We're not... <clears throat> After ducking behind a back alley, Draken continues to explain. You see, players were effectively banned from the inner city of Erveldum, which is why we now have our autonomous zone. Of course, uh, we couldn't really let this stunt our progress. We all have our suspicions that whatever the exit to the floor is, it is tied somewhat to the inside of the city. So we have gathered within the outskirts. Seeing as it is patrolled somewhat less, it is easier to blend in with average society. We were able to crop out our own area, and we have been illicitly investigating through proper utilization of the sewer system. This has, however, caused issues as of late. What kind of issues? Players are primarily using the sewer systems as a mode of transportation. However, at the same time, for some reason, there has been an uptick of snake population, which also seem to be using the sewer system as a mode of transportation. I was under the impression we were already aware the snakes were in the sewer system, so I don't see what the problem is then. Right, 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 right. But they're... they're, um, How do I I put this more? Wow, that spell I cast really did a number. Had nothing to do with that. 
but more in both the quantitative and the qualitative sense of the word. What? No, please. No, seriously, you can't be serious, right? And with that being said, seeing as they have been such a nuisance to the guards, the guards have started somewhat regular patrols through the sewer systems now. Well, isn't Odette supposed to be finding those poison eater people so that we have better resistance to the snakes? Yes, we shall see how successful that is. (laughs) But uh, even if we do successfully get you the paperwork necessary, more than likely we are going to have to take at least a few ventures through the Amnes channels. The what? Dragon, I'm sorry, you... What? Amnes Channels, the sewer system, you know, named after Leopold von Amnes. Oh, not the names again. Oh, it was such a headache last time keeping track of this. Anyways, um, let's go ahead. Uh, let's settle down in Puaz for now, and then I can go ahead, uh, pull some strings, talk to some contacts, see if I can get a forgery or two. Hopefully of high enough quality to pass inspection, or else I will be wasting my money. And then by the time that Zana rejoins us, uh, the four of us can make our way in. Right. All right, then. For now, Wilson, you and I will find somewhere that we are staying for the evening. All right. Sounds good. And you begin walking down the streets, and you do eventually see that there's a large, almost, crater. But from it, there seems to be multi-tiered buildings and structures, large buildings kind of encircle this crater and between two of which there is a wide opening which numerous people seem to be coming and going through and above it there is a big banner that says welcome to Puaz. Snow, Aurora as she is right now, grimaces at the sign, embarrassed for the people who wrote this. Welcome to Puaz. Not the most eloquent. the, The saddest thing honestly is the fact that someone thought this was a good name. Right? Like, we have a great name, right? I'm not wrong. I mean, it's a little odd. She slaps him on his shoulder and laughs. (laughs) Very funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's find lodging, and then we can tell Zana where she needs to go. Making your way through, um, would you stop at the the first tavern you see? There are numerous buildings. Is it the cauldron or something like that? What? No, the the first place you see is the Puaz establishment. No, I can't. I need to... No, I can't. I can't. No. She just walks straight past it. Okay, so you don't want to enter the Puaz establishment? No. Okay, good, good, good call. You pass multiple places. It seems as if numerous establishments in this sector are bustling with life. There are numerous shops, vendors, things for arms, armor, magic items, even scientific trinkets and doodads, numerous peddlers on the street trying to push their wares, and eventually you do find your way to a place known as Headquarters. And it seems as if it's an inn. Mm, The name seems a bit on the nose, don't you think? I mean, it makes you want to go in, doesn't it? It really does. It feels official. I I feel professional walking in here. Right, like we're we're going to Headquarters. All right, let's go. Well, look at that. And you burst open the doors. Both of us. One on the other side. One on either side of the door, each propping open a door. A giant cold gust of wind blows in. Everyone turns to face you and screams, yelling, Oh, close the door! What are you doing? She just walks in and lets the door close behind her. It's a large bar with multiple round tables and booths along the sides. The bar is on the left-hand side. It seems to outstretch and numerous people are over there. A very loud, boisterous table seems to be in the back right-hand corner. 
And way in front of you, you see a staircase hugging up against the back wall, which leads upwards, presumably to where all of the rooms are. Snow will open up our messaging app and will attempt to send a message to Zana. Okay. We are at headquarters in Puaz. Dot, dot, dot. I still hate typing this out. Where is HQ? Question mark. And Puaz? No, no, no. We are at headquarters in Puaz. In Puaz? Yes. No, I wouldn't want to be in Puaz. <laughs> Why is Dan saying this? Because uh, Zana's reading it out loud. Oh, perfect. Uh, so how close are we to Aravildum? Oh, yeah, we've still got a, about a solid day ahead of us. Solid day? Yeah, day. Guess we're sleeping on the carpet tonight. Yeah? Yeah, probably. Bring your own blankets? Oh, no, I don't really need blankets. I'll be good. I got, I got an extra blanket. Oh, I'll, I'll be fine. Don't, no, the, the, the stars are my blankets. And he kind of, like, swats some clouds away and you see some stars in the sky. Help. Do you send help? Yeah, I send... <laughs> send help. Send I say... Help. I say, help. I don't know how to talk to Den. What do you mean you don't know how to talk to Den? This man is so awkward. <laughs> um, compliment his hair. Den, I like your hair. Uh, thanks. I grew it myself. He said he grew it himself. <laughs> 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 he said he grew it himself. Sana, I'm not holding a conversation for you with Den. <laughs> Well, I can't do it. This man <laughs> thinks the trees are his friends as well as the stars are his blanket. I don't know if he's just severely socially awkward or if he's, like, had minimal human contact. I think it's both. So, um, don't worry, Zana. We'll see you in... How, wait, how long is it going to take you to get here? About a day. You just get a large... Ha! Uh, sorry about that. Um, Wilson was laughing during the auto-text. Mm-hmm. She types back. How's that Miss Prissy Priss British voice going for you? Is everybody liking it? What are you talking about? Oh, oh, what am I talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. And she finds a different font to write in, you know, don't pretend like you weren't talking all fancy schmancy after you came back from your chit-chat with the queen. Oh, this uh, a side effect or something. You can blame Alani for that. Who is Alani? Well, I mean, if you don't remember, that's uh, your own fault at this point. I don't remember a lot of things. Guess that is my fault. Oh, interesting. I can relate to that. I also like the fact that I'm responding normally in text because it's a text message. (laughs) Well, can we get bread when we get there? You can get whatever you want when you get here? I meant together. You can get whatever you want when you get here, question mark? With or without me? Are are you lonely? We used to be close. I know we went our separate ways. Are are you okay? Look, I'm sitting here with an awkward man and a bird who, when not keeping to himself, only gives very sassy remarks. I mean... You could write a book. Write a... What What would I write a book on? You got a whole day. I don't know. I, I don't mean to interrupt. You said you needed bread. Were you, were you hungry? I, I've got fish. And he holds out a fish. We were able to call players, right? I don't think so. I think... No, we've had a video have, call have, before. You have had video calls before, yeah. You just get a video call. How's the cell service up there? Actually, it's pretty great. Uh, Den, let me take this. Uh, okay, yeah, you can have the fish. 
No, <laughs> fine. <laughs> you, you, I open the call. Room. You it's see clouds in the background and Zana holding a fish. <laughs> you see hey. Snow is staying there and she's... Wilson's like right behind her. What's going like on? way too what's close. What's going on over here? Why is there a fish? <sighs> it's a salmon. I feel like I was interrupting something. Uh, Den, make small talk with the lady. She feels awkward. No, God, no more small talk. Nice weather we're having today. He's used that line eight times. Den, talk to her like you're flirting with a animal no, or something. I don't I know. Don't, why would he flirt oh, with animals? Your hair is very luscious. All right, don't I think that's good. Bye. Your eyes I have a nice wild <laughs> spark in them. She hangs up. Den, Den, we're going to need to go over how to talk to people. Your hooves are very enchanting. I don't have hooves. Well, I don't. I'm not. She said, and, um, paws, talons. Den. You've got a nice angular features. Den, were you always this socially inadept? I mean, the berry bushes have complimented me. Who raised you? Oh, well, my mom did, yeah. You have a mom? Yeah. Do you have a dad? Oh, well, yeah, I did, yeah. 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 Neither did I. Mm, right. You get another call. I accept. Yeah. Hey, really quick. Did you want the single room or did you want a double? Single. You're going to share it with him? No. No. I don't need... I'm... He's not... <laughs> We're not. I think Den's pretty cute. You guys might make a decent oh, couple. No, she's absolutely teasing you at this point. It's not that he isn't cute. He's <laughs> got a nice face and all. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good, yeah. Good, good face. Just my type. But you see, I have this little thing that you know is inside a person that I usually a soul. I was talking about personality. All, all, all of my internal organs are still in place. I'm sure they are. Uh, it, it's actually relatively impressive considering what I've been through. Then, do you have anything that you like or dislike that's not nature-related? Uh, oh, uh, um, no. I'm no, not um, dating mm, in NPC snow. Um, oh, that's fine by me. Uh, Dan, why don't you show her yeah, your crocheting no. skills? Oh. I was never good at crochet. However, I did learn. She hangs up. Underwater basket weaving. <laughs> you get an eyes rolling emoji back from Zana and a little tongue sticking out emoji. And she responds, at least the conversation's changed. I learned it from the seals. They're really good at utilizing kelp. <laughs> Dan? Yeah? Do you have any human friends? Oh, well, um... Not, not including me in my party. No, <laughs> he, he's dead. They died. That village was wiped out. Um, I'm going to have to say no. Okay, that explains a bit. You know, man, I think, I, you know, I can see the stars, so I think it's time for a little nap. Oh, yeah, it's generally a good time to nap. I'm just going to... I'm going to be on this side of the carpet. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can have that. your fish back. Oh, that, oh, are you sure you don't go fish that? I've got plenty more over here. And I'm you not, see a pile of, like, ten salmon. I cannot believe that I was legitimately attracted to you. Oh, it's flattering. You're not... You're pretty good looking yourself. Thanks. I have eyes. They can look. Yeah, they look pretty good. You know, the glistening line. I mean, I have a good perception. 
Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty perceptive myself. <laughs> Zana audibly laughs hard for the first time in this whole trip. Like, she's solid two minutes. <laughs> Turns into a little bit of a sob. Back to laughter. And I can perceive down. that my statement was received as a joke. Wow. I did pretty well. I always thought I had a little bit of a funny bone in me. I just imagine the scene just fades into like the next day. Sana's just like still crying, crying. <laughs> still crying as the sun's Ooh. rising. Ooh, yeah. Good perception. <laughs> Meanwhile, Snow, back at headquarters. She got a room. Knowing how Wilson has been, he has been up her butt. Yep, absolutely. Why'd you? I mean, you didn't really have to get like two different. I didn't. I got one. Oh, oh yeah, really? Okay. Come on. Lover number one gets an upgrade. You can sleep on the floor if you keep it up. No, oh, no, no, no. It's fine. And Wilson begins making his way over with Aurora. As you are making your way up the stairs, over all of the jaunty laughter and loud music bustling through the light box. Though there seems to be jaunty laughter and a boisterous light box booming, all of a sudden everything goes quiet. The lights flicker and a cold burst of air blows through. You hear heavy footsteps and four individuals carrying lanterns walk in as all of the electronic light in the building seems to have gone dim. And you see four men in black cloaks. She turns slightly, keeping her face shrouded with the hood of the cloak. One of the individuals speaks up. Ugh, filthy wanderers. All right, you all know. Quiet hours are about to start. Keep down. I won't have you bothering any of the civilians. Seeing as you're not obligated to attend the working hours, at least respect them. She looks to Wilson. He looks back at you, equally as confused. I hate this place. And almost as soon as they came, they seemed to examine the surroundings, take a few individuals' mugs off of the counter, and walk off with them, leaving the establishment, of which the mood has now been severely dampened. People have transitioned to candlelight, and there's no longer music blaring, but rather hushed whispers being exchanged. Some individuals have just completely vacated the premises and some are likewise to you heading upstairs for the evening. I understand now why you all were having so much trouble getting past anything on this floor. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really easy. The, uh... But don't even talk like you were here. Well, well, okay, well, I wasn't. I'm just, from what I've heard from other people, the abjurers have been cracking down on us... They don't like not having control, so they control us to the best they can, turning off the power grid and trying to enforce strict curfews, saying it impedes the local residents and citizens. Damn them. Fine. She snaps her fingers and summons dancing lights to light up the building. Okay. And kind of pushes them around, looking at the people that are there still. What are you all doing? Well, I was getting ready to go to bed. You see an individual from the right-hand corner, the rather loud, boisterous table. He currently stands up from where he was sat around a large table of his companions. Relatively tall man with long, brown braided hair, 
He has an eye patch over his left eye, and he looks vaguely familiar. It's been quite a long time, she smiles as she walks back down the stairs. Leader of the Eastland Raiders. He kind of blinks and rubs his one good eye and squints in your direction. Oh, and so the convict shows her face. It has been quite a good time. Let me get a good look at you. And he lifts his eye patch so you can see the sunken skull where his eye is vacant from. <sighs> have been keeping that eye safe. I hope you know. I do hope you're not too bitter about that. After all, my underling, we'll just say that since I'm the leader and I'm responsible for all her actions, is making her way here. Bitter? No. However, I will never forget the day. Revenge need not be such a pessimistic outcome. We, if anyone were willing, could do battle in honor once again. Perhaps maybe not a three-on-one, as it was in our last exchange. Yes, perhaps that would be wiser for you. On more fair footing, seeing as I am handicapped, he looks around to some of his compatriots who are all softly laughing. I'm surprised at you, though, listening to those abjurers. It is better than the alternative. And what exactly is that? And he kind of lifts his shirt and reveals a bullet wound. She scowls. I hate this place and these people. Den and Mateo are right. This place can go up in a fiery blaze for all I care. I know not of who you speak, but I can assure you that many individuals here would agree. And they all quietly nod. However, voice your disagreements more quietly. None of us wish to be here longer than we have to. If we make our progress quickly, we can all leave. She smiles a little bit. Speaking of which, perhaps tomorrow we can discuss further, but I do have some business with you. With me? Yes, on behalf of my queen. Your what? I thought you just said you didn't like, like, politics and autocracies. Oh, I don't like these people. All right. It is someone who is quite powerful that I've allied myself with. Someone I believe that could be of help. Well, uh, good for you, I suppose. Uh, if you need me, I will be retiring for now. Ugh. You can find me at the Union tomorrow. She'll open up her player menu and send him a quick um, friend request to make things easier. You can just message me. I know. As easily as you just send the friend request, you can just search my profile. But it doesn't show up the same. Uh, yes, that's because we're more of acquaintances. Friendship is like a very, like, like more serious than ever. I'm not even friends with half of these people. He gestures around to those who are sitting with him. And they're a part of my guild. She smirks coyly. Well, you're lost then. No, it's really not. I don't have to bother worry about them pestering me constantly. Her smile fades into a more neutral affect. It was good to see you, Akula. Likewise. Uh, ra rain? Cloud? Um... You're getting closer. Drizzle? Yes, yes, yes. The joke is there. Sleet? For now, just call me Aurora. Morealis? David? Morealis? Just call me Aurora. Uh. As you said. Since I'm already wanted on this floor, I'd rather just use my pseudonym. But until tomorrow. Wilson, darling, let's go. All right. I will see you at the Union. Marriage? And he 
waves as you head up the stairs. And you retire for the evening. Your friends making way, having learned some interesting things about some of your compatriots, and you having now experienced some of the changes that have occurred in the city from when last you ventured here. But all of these things will have to come in due time, as I believe this is where we're going to be ending it for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. All right, thanks, foundlings. If you enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast listening app, and feel free to follow us on social media. That's Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. And be sure to join our Discord so you can interact with us directly and tell us all of your favorite moments from this last episode. What are some of your favorite NPCs? Who do you want to show up? What do you think about Puaz? Who do you ship the most? And if you want to support our podcast in other ways and get access to bonus exclusive content and early releases of episodes, please make sure to become a member of our Patreon so you can hear about RL's belly button sweat. And should Den have given her tilapia instead of salmon? Do not want to know about my belly button sweat. I promise. It's weird. My belly button smells weird. And way to make it more weird. All this and more on our Patreon. Speaking of our patrons, thank you, Jason, who is currently the only individual who gets such wonderful golden nuggets. Uh, and a special thank you to Ivan Dutch, Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfi, and Monument Studios for providing the music and ambiance for today's session. That's it for me for now, foundlings. Stay tuned next next week as we continue with The Odd Campaign. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, bye, everyone.